We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, we do everything. Everything. Everything, everything is up for discussion, and that's what Brunch Culture is about. 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 Brunch Culture. Brunch Culture. Wow, that was you were really excited. I just I what is that from? Remember there was like a commercial, I think it was like a Sprite commercial or something. It was like a Super Bowl commercial and it came on. It was like a bunch of guys. It was like people from different places. Everybody was like, wah, 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 wah. That was like it was it was like this whole big old thing. And that's when what's up with mainstream because I don't know if you remember, but what's up used to be uh, a hood term that like you used if you weren't educated enough. It's hello. The proper term is hello. But then after that commercial, then it became I think it was was either Sprite or Mountain Dew. But after that commercial, it became like an actual thing where it's okay for people to say what's up now because it's a part of American culture. I was going to try it the way you said it. And then I was just like, no, I probably shouldn't. But when you said Mountain Dew, it made me kind of want a Mountain Dew. But it's probably because I really want a Coke right now. Um, <laughs> it's not like you had a lot going on. So the commercial made you think about Mountain Dew and then the Mountain Dew. And that's, you know what? That's I just it. want a Coke. I really just want a Coke. The um, saddest thing in the world is that I, my dad worked for Coca-Cola. used to, well, he when he was alive, he worked for Coca-Cola. And I've always loved Pepsi. See, you need to come to the Coke side. I, I get into Coke. Our like, side, Crocker than your really, side. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> As I got older, though, I learned to appreciate Coke. But I think when I was a kid, I just liked the sweet taste of Pepsi. It was like always sweet. And then they had like all the real cool artists that I liked that used to be like represent Pepsi. So Beyonce yeah, on Pepsi. She was on the Pepsi when the Super Bowl stuff was going on. Yeah, she did. Like, I think she was with that 2003 is when she first started. I just remember her little commercial with the guy that was at the gas station and like he couldn't he couldn't speak. He was like, eh, eh, eh. And, like she came up and like got a Coke out of the, a Pepsi out of the thing. Yeah. And then they like recreated it 10 years later. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Coke still better. Y'all y'all get y'all Coke. Um, Let that that first week the brunch culture. We're going to that first week hit the back of your throat. Man, that's I don't the best. like that, yo. That whole like, I feel the burn or whatever. I hate. Yeah, that. that's that's I what I live for. I like flat sodas because I don't like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I don't. I don't do that. Nah, I'm not. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't. Uh. Oh my god! <laughs> I just feel like you just cursed me out. I don't even know. I don't oh even know how to god. recover from that. How you get a flat soda? I I buy twenty ounce sodas. And spend two dollars for a twenty ounce when a liter costs a dollar, just for to avoid the flatness. When the two liter costs a dollar or something, that's yeah. Because you got to get it cold, and you have to. It's only a short window of time in which it has the most, you know, sting in it to hit your throat. So you got to get it in that window. You want the sting? That's dope. Yeah, I just. I think it's. I, even, it's, yeah. I it's, haven't drank a soda in. I want to say probably over a year. Yeah. 
I haven't drunk a soda since yesterday. <laughs> it's been a long time since I had a soda. It's not. Me too. Yeah. It's um, been a long time for me right now. I feel like I'm going to withdrawals. And yesterday, I had a Fago soda. What is that? It's an off-brand, the flavors. <laughs> Does it still have a sting? No. it's You know, flavored sodas really don't have a sting. They like juice with a little bit of fuzz in it. Uh, a little bit. I, a I'm pineapple. Expert. Ew. Yeah. I hate pineapple. I hate pineapple drinks. I hate mango drinks. I hate... You hate pineapple, pineapple Fanta? It's disgusting. Pineapple flavored oh, drinks because it, it never tastes like it's always. I can always taste yes. the artificialness. You lost in it, and it. I'm lost. Yesterday I had a pineapple soda, orange soda, and a grape soda. I can get into grape and orange. I need like straight normal. I'm, pineapple I'm, is normal. Pineapple's not normal. And That's... I had some orange pineapple juice yesterday, and I had some orange juice. I had some coffee. No, this I all coffee. sounds horrible, Lisa. Just for the record. All of this sounds... I didn't have any water. Yeah. All of this sounds really bad. And again, that's why I keep gaining weight. Y'all pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's the stuff that I shouldn't have that I keep having. You got to be on this health tip, yo. No, seriously, though. I I went on Main Street today, got some tunas, some Cajun ranch wings, and some fried shrimp. It's all my friend. She's listening now. Uh, Nicole. Dang, you call out like that, Nicole. Because she really, you know, this week when I was I was at a preaching conference and we we went to lunch and we went to Tunis, which is a hood spot off Main Street in 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 Florida, Jacksonville. Sounds good though. It is, and um. And they had some the best shrimp I had in a while, fried shrimp in a while. And we went there both. But she doesn't eat the food. She was just going there for somebody else. I felt obligated to get something. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so your homegirl took you to a spot that she don't eat the food, but you <laughs> ate the food still. Yeah, because she's healthy. She Apparently, she wakes up at 4 or 5 in the morning to work out every morning. So, you hanging around the right people. You just <laughs> not taking the right cues. She brought me to that place. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would have never went had I not wrote with her. So, I'm going to put this on her. Oh, so, yeah. when you listen to this, Nicole, know that it's your fault that I went to Tunis three days in a row. Wow. The second day she didn't go, she sent so somebody to get the food. Yeah. These are my confessions. Did you say dun na 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 na? That's the music. Will he say confession? And that's fine. In the scroll. I don't remember that. Yes. <laughs> Get into what we're talking about today on the scroll. Um, <laughs> so the nastiest thing talking about people drinking stuff, right? They don't need. <sighs> good segue. That's a good. Transition. I could. I couldn't even. I can't even get into. It was the most disgusting thing I have ever heard. And I just couldn't even imagine that someone would actually... Let me tell y'all what's going on. Y'all, just, y- y'all probably know or haven't heard. Some congressmen, when the Pope came, the Pope left, the congressman went back, got his glass, took it to his office, and drank from the the cup of water that the Pope had. Passed it to his wife, who drank from it, 
who had then passed it to their their two children who drank from it. Then he called another congressman and his wife over, and they came with somebody else and stuck their finger in it to play with it. Like, is this not the nastiest thing that you've ever heard? Like, I can't even. And I actually mentioned it around some people, and one guy was like, "I mean, it's the Pope. It, it's nothing wrong with it." And I'm like. That's nasty, fool. Like, I don't care who this is. Like, this is, I always have this running joke about things that I wouldn't do. And I'm like, I don't care if it's the Pope. But in this moment, it is the Pope. And I'm just kind of like, that's disgusting, yo. Like, I'm not drinking. No, like, I'm just not going to do it. I I don't know you from a can of drying paint, personally. And I'm just going to come and just drink after. I just don't, like, what is it? it? Yeah, no. He's He also stole uh, the president's cup. That he drunk from um, at inauguration. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, he. No, I'm dead serious. Oh. He has forensics to come and show and like uh, do it so like the fingerprints show on it on the cup. And he has now he put the cope pope cup next to the president cup. He said he didn't drink out the president's cup um, <laughs> because you know he's just the president, but he. He drunk out the Pope's cup and they said, is this going to be a thing? Like, are you going to start collecting cups? And he was like, no, you can't get higher than the first black president and the Pope. So I was just like, oh, okay, you're weird. Oh, disgusting. What's <laughs> Bob, uh, Representative Bob Brady? Is that his name? It's disgusting. I don't this this whole idea of bread. Which, like, which... I just I feel like he need, he don't need to be a. Uh, a government official anymore if this the kind of decision making skills he got I mean I just I'm starting to question everything but where is that relevant where is those type of decision making skills relevant anywhere like it's no I'm just like this, this, the fact that he would even think this should be a thing it's just weird I don't know I can see him saying I'm gonna get the cup and I'm gonna hold it for keepsake maybe I'm not gonna throw the water out because like oh you know there's like this nostalgia about I got the water that they were drinking. I got that. I can get you on that. But, bro, you like putting your lips on there. What do you think you're going to get from, like, do you think it has healing power? Do you think you're going to, like, and it was like, be the next pope? Or, yeah. Because oh. one, one dude in the article was like, hey, like, one of his friends told him, hey, you know, like, you're not going to... The water's pope is only blessed if he blesses it. He didn't bless that. He just drunk from it. And he was like, everything the pope touches is blessed. And I was just like, oh, okay. So I guess he just need to go back and retrace every step he made. Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's a little, you know, it's a little different. But, <laughs> I mean, hey, we have some, some situations going on. That's not the only thing that's happening in Congress. Uh, your boy, your homeboy, John Boehner. It's called it quits. Yeah. He said his meet with the Pope. The Pope just responsible. People stealing. It's just making Congress crazy. People stealing water. Glass cup, glasses with water to put their lips on it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Banner retiring. I mean, not retiring. Up and quitting randomly. Nobody knew it was coming. He said when he met with the Pope, that solidified it. I mean, I'm not sure about that. I, I don't think the pl- Pope needs to be blamed for the fact that he was about to get put out. Um, <laughs> and he just used the excuse. I knew it was a big deal, though, because I got a my boss actually 
my boss at work actually sent me an IM and was like, uh, is it true that John Banner is resigning? And literally moments before, I had just gotten a text message from a friend that threw it, like, threw it in this, this hex group on me. And I saw it and I was like, there's got to be a lie. And it must be, you know, somebody just randomly tweeting about it. His, his Twitter account must have got hacked and somebody said something. And then, lo and, behold, like, lo and behold, my boss sent me an IM and then, like, my phone started going in with, like, these news apps. Everybody started recording. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is a thing for real. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. Banner. Listen, and they had they had a uh, thing on social media. I mean, not social media on CNN where they show all the times he cried. <laughs> That's so rude. <laughs> Let this man live. That's so rude. He's the quiet other. I just and he was he just get choked up a lot. You know, the man has passion. That's what it is. It is. I think I don't know, but that didn't turn the Democrats. That didn't turn President Obama to be for him. Well, I mean, he, I mean but he has he has some people that's for him, no? Like he just, you know, we. I don't think there's nothing wrong with the dude. Well, never mind. I was gonna lie and say that just to kind of be devil's advocate. I just think like you know, it's okay to cry. I'm all down for you crying. I actually think that everybody needs to get it out sometimes. But like, yeah, tighten up, bro. Like not in front of the cameras. You you know you gotta. Yeah. Then so. you have situations like this where people clown you because you're <laughs> crying. Just hold it together. Hold yourself together. So, there's a man um, trying to raise the price of the HIV drug because of the demand. So he's trying to um, get get some more money from people's sickness. I mean, well, apparently he is, he's already done it. They, I think the the increase was fifty four hundred. It increased fifty four hundred percent. Oh, wow. Basically, yeah, he is uh, the owner of a pharmaceutical company, and dude was just like, you know, y'all not charging enough for this pill, so we gonna increase it, and yeah, that's what happened. And apparently, it's like uh, people that support it. There's like a record label, um, like a rock or pop record label that supports them, that supports the pharmaceutical company, and they've like pulled into their partnership with them. It's kind of been a big thing, and this was this story was actually one of those things that. I was uh, I logged into Facebook, and if you guys haven't noticed, I've been horrible lately with social media. I promise that I'm going to make a conscious effort to get better this week. But I logged into Facebook, and I saw the story, and I thought it was another one of those Facebook, you know, just the articles that come up that are, like, fake, and everybody commenting about them, everybody, like, circulating them, and it's really not really a thing. So I thought it was fake, but then... Couple people mentioned it, mentioned it, mentioned it, and then I saw it from like a credible site, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually really a thing." Like, dude thought that, and I mean, it just a, becomes a reminder that for a lot of people, you know, it's about money. Honestly, I don't really, I'm not in this business or this field because I'm like so passionate about helping people i just want to maximize my profits and that's what i'm here for and if this is going to help me maximize my profits then that's what i'm doing which i mean you can feel a certain way about it but i guess it's kind of like kind of i can see him saying like it's nothing personal it's business yeah right don't get me wrong now i'm not i ain't saying it's good i ain't saying it's right like but it's yeah it's just a and, and and the way that things are set up is just interesting that you can't really be too shocked by somebody acting like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and it's tragic. 
It's like, really, dude? Come on, man. Oh, so yeah. <sighs> 54, 5400%. He didn't even raise it by like 200%, like 5400. Like you, you getting every nickel and dime out of it that you can. I guess. Yeah. That's true. It's, it's horrible. <sighs> but that's the world we live in. That and is the world. So, in other news on the scroll, Viola Davis. Um, Did you see her Emmy speech? Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I think the part that stuck out to me was, you know, I think that line, that one liner, the whole speech was phenomenal, but she said we can't um, win Emmys for, for roles that are not there. Something mm-hmm. along those lines. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it, exactly. Again, I, I think anytime people use their platform to make race, um, re- race issues that really matter. Instead of just making it about themselves, but really trying to thank the people who've been pushing to for her to get where she is. And in addition, raise awareness while she has the mic and millions of people are watching that are not her color. And continuing to put race in front of people that want to ignore it, I think is great. Yeah. And I think so. I mean, I don't know if you've heard. You probably heard about the chick Nancy Lee Gron. Uh, apparently she's a soap opera. I don't know who this lady was. I don't watch soap operas, but she plays on. She's an actress on General Hospital. She tweeted uh, right afterwards, and she was saying things like, "You know, I wish I liked the speech as much as I like Viola Davis. She should have let Shonda Rhimes write it." Basically, kind of bringing in this whole, "Why does it have to be about race?" You know, I've never. This is about actresses and this this isn't about like a black or white thing and all this other stuff. And that's not what she said verbatim. I'm just kind of summarizing it. But it's just it's one of those things that really kind of just gets to me because it's like on the heels of such a Viola Davis is the first African-American woman to ever win this award, which is incredible. And the incredible part of it is it makes you think about, okay, so be it that we could never black women were shunned out from having these roles or black women were never considered in having these roles. Here you are, you have somebody that's pioneered this space that has been the first to do it in this space. And uh, not only was she the first, but um, Taraji P. Henson was nominated in the same category. So they were up against the award and just kind of seeing their camaraderie when she won to me was incredible. But I just kind of feel like this moment in itself is overshadowed by someone that doesn't get it and gets behind a a keyboard, becomes a Twitter thug, and starts to tweet about something as if they get it, and then issues a weak apology. I hate these apologies. Like, I'm almost, I respect you more if you just do it and just sit in it. Don't give me this BS apology where you're saying like oh well you know i'm sorry and i haven't recognized my own privilege because honestly for me it becomes this is your pr person that's tweeting this is somebody that is trying to do damage control on your career and that's saying like hey look you got to go and say this when that's not truly how you feel like i feel like if you set in what you 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 believe and how you felt and we had like an open dialogue about that 
in this public space and i've had a person challenge me with this public space thing but it's like it needs to be in a public space because that's where you initially put it you put it out there for the public and for their comments so like have this conversation in a public space so that you can learn and you can grow or you can just say hey i don't want to grow this is just how i believe it is what it is like own up and be true to who you are don't give me this week behind apology and it's like what am I supposed to do with this? I don't know. I mean, I, apparently I've heard that like Viola Davis, you know, has commented in an interview saying that, you know, she, she didn't take any hard feelings for it. You know, she's glad she feels differently now. Yada, yada, yada. But for me, it's bogus. <laughs> I, I ain't with it. I'm, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah, you can never, the sad thing is like, you can't, it's hard to believe when celebrities apologize because they are, you know, supposed to keep it PC and they have hired staff that, you know, filters what they say. And so. And the, but where's the highest staff? For me, the, where's the highest staff beforehand? That's another reason that I start to say, like, you're only doing this because of damage control, because of the backlash that you, you got from it. Like, you really don't think that there's uh, anything great about her being the first black woman you kind of want to just make all of us clump us all in together and say that it's about women and it's not about black women and it, it, it is about black I mean, it is about women in general like this is a feat for all women but it's incredible it's an incredible feat for black women i think as a woman outside of that community you should know how powerful it is or even be interested in wanting to know how powerful it is for you or someone like you to exist in that space. Think about like the first time you had a woman, you have a woman CEO of a Fortune 500 company or a woman that may become president. Like that is going to be a huge leap for women. And so as a man, I can't tweet and say, well, I wish that you would talk about men or I wish that you wouldn't just make it about a, a gender thing. I wish you would just accept the fact that this is a role. No, it's an actual thing. We have different genders. You have for so many years been left out of certain circles and certain positions. So if you celebrate it, what does that have to do with me? Like I can only celebrate the fact that you got there. I don't know what that's like. My privilege doesn't allow me to understand the spaces that you exist in. And because of that, I shut up. It's not for me to understand. Right. Like I can support you and I can try, you know, try to understand and listen to what you're saying and efforts to be more supportive. But I don't have to necessarily get it in order for me to like be in support of it. Like, it's just I don't know. I I was really annoyed by like reading it. And I was just like, see, man, we can't have a moment like here's a moment and you're stripping it away from us because now we got to talk about this craziness and your craziness. Yeah. And. That leads us into our main dish. <laughs> Enjoy the moment. You know, you can't let people rip it away like they tried to strip it away for Viola. Um, Gotta fight it back. Shout out to How to Get Away with Murder. I won't talk about it yet. Uh, for Randall's sake. Yeah, because I haven't seen How to Get Away with Murder or Scandal. As soon as we wrap recording, I'm going to swap out my new iPhone 6S and I'm going to watch it. I like how you just threw that in like you, just, that you got it because I don't just, have it. Just slid in there. Just slid I got in a there. 6 Plus though, but just, I'm going to get the 7. Don't worry just about slid it. Just in I, get, I don't get the S. I just get the numbers. I was on the S for a minute. Then I got the, then I got the 6. 
But now I'm going to getting all of them again. It's yeah. you gotta watch. You just got everything. You know? <sighs> yeah. You're walking Apple Billboard. You know. You know it's a. It's fine. Let's, it's fine. Let's, I'm not. I'm not we're gonna j- enjoy the moment at this moment. We're gonna focus on the main dish in this moment. <laughs> I just. I just. It's some moments. You know. You just gotta enjoy them. You have to. You not. You like how I say in saying this in so many different ways. Swapping moment and enjoy, and then flipping it, flipping it right back. I missed it, but okay, good we'll stuff. catch it. Well, you know, so this week, uh, I was reminded, um, I, I have some incredible people in my life, um, and um, it's been a lot of, in spite of interesting things happening. It's been a lot, a lot of good things happening. Um, mm-hmm. Very fast, um, like really, really fast. Um, it's in this last two months. It's been amazing to see how life has been shifted and the opportunities that have been opening for me. And I've been, I've been in this mode of going, going, going. And you know, people have been like Lisa. You know, my mom told me the other day, she's like, you know, just slow down, chill, you know, just, you know, just slow down. And um, just some friends have just been telling me, you know, the same thing. Um, You told me, you know, to enjoy the moment Mm -hmm. and some other friends. And it, it just was like, wow, I'm I'm going and going and I'm like missing all the great stuff that's happening that God is allowing to happen to me. And, um, it's because I'm like constantly trying to get to the next, like I have so many goals now and I'm like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And I'm like rushing it and I'm missing the moment. Like this past week, I've had some incredible opportunities to meet some incredible people. And I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't even soak up that moment until after I left and I was riding in my car and I was just like, yo, I was just sitting with this person talking to them and I'm just like, I've admired them from afar and didn't even think like I would be talking to them and we're having a conversation, like a long conversation and they're asking me about my thoughts and I'm like, oh snap, I missed that because I'm like, okay, I got to get this done. I got to get this. I got to do this. And my to-do list is like keeps getting bigger by the moment. And I'm not I'm not taking time to soak in what's going on around me because I'm so busy trying to get to my next that I'm not enjoying my now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I heard Puff Daddy say when he got um, his doctorate um, at Howard a couple of years back. And he just stopped and everybody was clapping and he was like, I know y'all looking at me crazy, but he was like, I just want to take this moment in because for so many moments in my life, I missed them. And I've had some incredible moments and I missed them because I was moving so fast. And I kind of want to, you know, listen to the people that are around me and listen to, you know, glean from, you know, Sean Diddy Combs and and take in the moments and, and yeah. not not rush life, you know. Because I think it's it's something that, you know, as young professionals, we could get so busy and life could be happening that we miss a lot. True. It's okay. extremely true. And I feel, I, I feel, I mean, as I, as I shared with you, like, I was kind of in the same boat in a number of periods in my life. But as I've 
venture to grow and to learn and to really start to listen to people. I remember it was one of my advisors that talked to me one time and just asked me like, you know, what what do you what is your what do you remember about those times? And honestly, <laughs> I'm like I don't remember. Um like I I mentioned to you earlier like I remember having like this huge moment when I was in undergrad and it was like such a big moment for for myself, you know, for my my family, for my story, uh, for the black community at my university. It was like a really big thing. And I remember being interviewed about it for like the school paper right before I graduated and which it's like a year and a half later. And they asked me, like, what was my favorite part of the night? And I, I honestly was just kind of like, I don't even remember the night. Like, I it's a bit of a blur for me. Like, I got to go. Once I go back, and that's why I really cherish some a lot of the pictures that I have because I look at the picture and then that kind of like jogs. And I I'm a person that remembers next to everything, but it jogs my memory of like that moment and that time and like oh okay I remember this happening oh, okay I remember that happening or I remember that. But I at no point in time do I remember or did I stop and just like kind of take it all in like think about you know this went from being a dream to a reality. I went from talking about doing this to here I am standing in this. I went from, you know, wanting to do this and like, it is truly my reality today. Like, I just didn't remember what that's like. And like, as I've gotten older, I realized those types of things happen a lot too. Like I used to, right after I graduated um, undergrad, I was on the go traveling all the time. And I still, you know, travel quite a bit, but it was always like, go, 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 just to have a good time. And I had a great time and I enjoyed it. But those are times that I'm going to, I'm like, yo, when I look back in my twenties and I'm going to be like, oh, I've been there. But a person is going to say like, did you really appreciate what that was? And I'm like, no, did you really stop and like document and, you know, maybe record a video and, and or like, and not record a video to post it on social media, but really like record a personal video just kind of about what's going on in that moment that you can look back at 50 years from now and say, like, I remember that or like, oh, that's me. Like I, a lot of those things I didn't do. So in my span now, I'm always trying to, like, appreciate the moment. And that's actually made me be OK with slowing down a little bit. And I still have a lot of long way to go. Like, trust me, don't, don't I mean, Lisa, you know, my schedule, like it's like, go, 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 go. But I'm trying to really get to a place where I'm okay with, you know, do a little bit and then appreciate what I've done and be able to like sit back and look around and say, man, I'm taking in this moment because, you know, here I am today living where I live and have a career and, you know, have side goals and projects and businesses and things like that. And all of these things are great. But once upon a time, these things were just a dream. And here I am today and they're my reality. And I got to enjoy that. And that's too, it's like remembering, I think too, for me, that life is a journey. Yeah. And if I accomplish everything that I want to tomorrow, then what's, what's after that? <laughs> right. You know, it's like, you want you want to plateau and then you realize, man, I'm only 28 years old. Like, I can't yeah. plateau like right now, because if I plateau right now, it's downhill from what this point. On. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm doing for me. So just trying to remind yourself, like, you don't want to plateau too early. Um, I was reading something and said the best artists or the best entrepreneurs 
are the people who plateau later in life mm-hmm. um, because they're building towards something. Um, I look at Steve Harvey and this is like his plateau. Well, I won't say this is his plateau moment, but this is his moment where he's like really everything. He paid his dues for real, for real. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did Kings of Comedy and all of that, but that was still like what he's doing now is amazing. Um, for a comedian, you know, he has his own TV show that's popular. Um, he's doing Family Feud. He has a radio show. You know, these things weren't his early career, but this is his time where he's like, he's the happiest he's ever been. He's in the best place he's ever been in life. And he can enjoy it so much more because of his age and what he's had to go through to get to that. Um, exactly. I don't want to have I, to go through t- too much stuff now. I ain't trying to go through like super, super duper hardship. I ain't know, trying I to be around here talking about well. <laughs> <laughs> really started from the bottom, bottom, below the bottom. Yeah, to the top. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, I just, I want to really, you know, you pay your dues and you appreciate it when you get there, so. Yeah, and I think I think one of the things, though, even with like, you know, you plateauing, if you will, at later in life, I think it's one of those things of just being able to deal with it, to manage it, literally being able to understand, like, so here's this moment or here's this thing that I've achieved and this goal that I've reached. And now here's how I progress to the next level as a result of this. Oftentimes, I think what happens is, you know, we get things or we experience things or we we have these 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 times of these moments and because we're not stopping and living in the moment and we're missing the moment, we're missing what it means, we don't know what to do with it afterwards. We don't know what the next phase of life looks like or the next step or how this can be a stepping stone to get to something even better. You really don't know that until you're truly able to sit down and grasp and take in what's going on and to be able to like enjoy, appreciate it, celebrate that moment and then say, okay, I'm going to use this as a catalyst to get me to the next level. And this is how it's going to go from here. Like a lot of, a lot of times we don't do that because literally when you're so mission minded, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being mission minded, but we're so mission minded and so focused on getting to the next goal, if you will, you're literally on goal mode all the time. And that goal mode can cause you to miss so many things that are happening. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so funny because I find myself critiquing people who I see on goal mode and then turning into what I critique. Yep. Um, because it's funny. I feel like we always notice in others what we sometimes are in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to pick up on it because that's what we are. And I didn't see it in myself until recently. And I, I it's so funny because I used to, you know, critique different individuals like, man, you're like so focused. So and then I find myself at this portion of my life, um, especially in the last few months, um, you know, like really on the go. Um, and it's not like I'm necessarily moving all the time, like running from place to place, but my mind is just like 
it's going, <laughs> it's just constantly going. I'm right. constantly plotting what I need to do next, you know, and not sitting back. I think, I think it was, I think it was you two weeks ago. You was like, Lisa, you need to, you need to start telling some people no. Mm-hmm. You need to learn the word no, and you need to, um, you need to chill out a little bit. You just yeah. need to take some time for you and tell these people no. And that was real good for me. I did do that for a week. Um, I told some people I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I just took some me time and doing um, self care. One of my mentors texted me, and she was like, um, "You need to, you need to do some self care." And I was, that was really good because then in that self care, I, I could see what God is doing around me. Right. And, and I think that's important. I don't think, as I told you then, like, I don't think there's anything wrong. And I think it's something that people, we have to realize is we are in a time where we are so empowered and we're so enlightened and we have so much information and so many tools and, you know, we're good at something. Like people know our friends typically call us for something, whether it you're you're good at listening or you give good advice or you know how to fix a tire or you know, you're the person that does research, you have the answers to everything, or you're a social media guru, or you do podcast, whatever. Like, we are known, for the most part, we are known for something. Um, All of us are. And we typically get tapped to do that something, to for people to want to know how we do it and be a part of it and get advice. And all of those things are great. It's wonderful to share. I feel like that's our greatest asset is um, our resources and that the resources that we have around us in our people uh, and the people that are in our lives. That's great. But there's a point in time that you have to get to a space and a place where you say, well, you know what? Now is not the time. Like I can do that and I enjoy doing that and I love sharing and, you know, pouring into you. But at some point in time, I have to take a moment for me. And again, I say this as I say this, I'm talking to myself because it's something that many people over years and years and years have told me over and over and over again. And I have probably the hardest head ever. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. I don't need it. And somebody just, it literally took somebody me to be at a very low point and somebody say, you can't even, you don't even understand one thing goes wrong and you're like in the worst space mentally that you've probably ever been in. And you have millions of things that are working in your favor, millions of things around you. But because you haven't appreciated and stopped to take in one of these things, all of these great things are happening and you don't even know, like you can't even, you can't, you can't even leverage that as a reason that you should be happy. You just like realizing like, Oh, well something is bad. And I think that's something that we, it's, it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to be stubborn. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm taking a, a period of my time, a period of my life. I'm taking a day. I'm going to take a vacation, but that vacation is not going somewhere. One thing I'm learning and traveling so much as sometimes traveling, sometimes traveling can be taxing. A vacation may not be a vacation if you have every minute or every day planned out of, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. I'm 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 going to do this. When you get back from your vacation, you're tired. So you need a vacation from your vacation because you're tired. Like sometimes it's good to say, you know what? I'm going to take a vacation, but I'm going to take a vacation home. 
and I'm going to relax and I will wake up and watch a movie or watch TV and eat some cereal and I might do a minor workout, but like I'm literally going to do something that's taking care of me. I think that is absolutely okay. And I tell people, you know, I tell you that, but I tell everybody that, look, take some me time. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Please do it. But I think the reason sometimes it's hard to do it because there's a sense, I know for me sometimes, a sense of, and I, well, I'll just say for me, because I'm not going to speak for anybody else. It's sometimes it's a sense of fulfillment in being busy. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm doing something. And when you're still like today, I was supposed to take today and do nothing. Yeah, that didn't work because I yeah. felt like I was I'm supposed to be doing something um like this week was a crazy crazy insane busy week for me and i've clearly yeah i've i've been working like from 7 to 11:30 i've been working randall's schedule um <laughs> <laughs> so i've been like going 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 all week um and so today was my day of relaxation and i did not relax and tomorrow's gonna be a hectic day and the day after that's gonna be a hectic day and i'm just like dang i i missed my moment but i just felt like i needed to be doing something yeah and you know it's you have crazy. to get a good hobby you got to get a good hobby that don't require nobody and nothing else and sometimes that hobby might just be like twisting your hair <laughs> it's a great any like real real basic and real real simple but, but in those moments where you feel like you have to do it because you i trust me yeah i can agree i understand but what i've tried to do is challenge myself to okay in those moments i'm gonna pick out a book to read i'm gonna try to make my myself uh journal or write something and if i don't do it then i usually it's usually because i fall asleep but i'm like in these moments that i want to be busy or i want something to do or i feel like i need something to do something has to be done there's other things that i can accomplish that i need to accomplish so let's try to do those but like being really really intentional about it which at times can be hard because again and it's something i've honestly even had to check myself so I was talking to I call I was talking to one of my advisors and I was just kind of telling her, you know, I don't feel like I'm doing enough for the movement. Like there's so much stuff that needs to be done and I don't feel like I'm doing it. And she just reminded me that, like, you know, be mindful of that. We, we all have certain roles and certain things that we have to do at certain times. Your role is not going to look like what my role is. Like sometimes you will be the person that's on the front line and you might be the mouthpiece, but sometimes you might need to step back and you might need to be the worker bee that's in the back that don't have a voice that's pushing somebody else to have a voice. Like your, and she reminded me too. She was like, you produce a podcast. You have a, 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 a sphere of influence that you use that you can use you have a platform that you can use your voice you use that voice every week right so you have something that you're doing to impact culture yes it may not look like msnbc it may not look like you know the person that is uh hosting a fifty thousand people conference where they're talking it doesn't look like that but you do have people that you're influencing you are doing something for the culture and for the movement so 
understand that, focus on that and just know that it it's not always you don't always have to be like trying to go or doing something because just because you have a busy calendar don't mean that you're effective just because you're running all over the place all the time with so much stuff on your to-do list it does not mean that you're accomplishing what you want to accomplish it doesn't mean that you're really living the most purposeful life that you can or doing everything that you should be doing like there's a lot of people that's really busy and at the end of the day they haven't affected anything or they haven't like gotten to a place that they would ultimately want to be they just got a busy calendar and so like that really stuck out to me in in those moments where i want to do something all the time or i'm feeling like i'm not doing enough or i'm feeling i'm feeling like i'm not sufficient enough i have to realize and remind myself that like this is my time to be doing exactly what i'm doing this is my time to really learn this to really you know develop myself, develop my skills, figure out some new things that I want to do, set some new goals. And that's okay. It's okay to do that. I don't have to be, you know, on the go all the time with not enough time to think because I've seen what that does before. I'll have great things and achieve some wonderful things, but you asked me about it and I don't know. <laughs> you you asked me how, like I use that to get to the next level. And I'm, I'm honestly like, I don't really know. I just did it and it was great. And yeah, I got some pictures and some stories to tell you. Yeah. And I think busyness sometimes too, if you're experiencing difficult things that you don't want to think about, it it allows you to escape. For sure. Um, I, I, I sometimes find myself, I think more recently finding myself doing that. Um, when I don't want to think about something, um, I'll, I'll busyness provides a sense of comfort, Mm -hmm. um, because you don't have to think about it if you're busy. And, um, it's, it's, it's so funny because I, I critique other people for doing it. And then sometimes I find myself doing it. Um, but just the, the discipline of being silent and letting the things that you don't want to think about processing those things um, and whatever they may be and dealing with them is something that when I do have quiet time, like when I, you know, did take the time we, we suggested to slow down, appreciate the moment and do self care it really forced me to think about, think through some stuff that I still didn't want to think. I'm not finished thinking through it, but it did, you know, force me to focus my time and really deal with that. Cause right. one thing about it, if you use busyness to escape things you need to work through, you'll find that catching up with you, even when you're busy. And then you'll get to a point where you can't escape it anymore and you have yeah. to deal with it. And then you'll the jack stuff your whole situation up. And the stuff you're you're doing would be messed up because you didn't deal with what you should have dealt with. Right. So you know, it's 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 so many components to the enjoying this moment. Um, so that's that's crazy. Yeah, and we I just as always, like we always like to give you guys a, a real balance of life and what's going on and 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 kind of have these moments where we can kind of talk about it so let us know you know what you know about it what you've experienced about enjoying life or appreciating the moment or living in the moment and how that's played out into your life 
Um, and honestly, as I said, our greatest assets are like the people that we have. Like you guys are, you know, we help each other. That's what the whole idea of brunch culture is about. I do believe like brunch brunch is a social hour. We have a good time at brunch, but I also believe that we get some incredible you know, insights, some tidbits, even if it's just like, you know what, you a real cool person to hang around and, and y'all good people. Like we get that from brunch and this is what we want to do here. So we want to have these conversations that may not be as as uh, life changing, if you will, or not as as hilarious, but really is some good stuff that as young professionals, we need to know because we're all trying to be you know, build great empires and do some great works. And at the end of the day, you know, without if we're doing all these things and we have all this stuff and then we get 60 years old and we turn around and say, like, I didn't take that moment out with my sister. Or I didn't take that moment out with my brother. Or I didn't take that moment out with uh, my mate. I didn't take that moment out with my family. Like I was just doing so much that I missed it all. Then what really have we achieved? Do we gotten money and success and then we're going to die and none of that's going to matter and then we're going to have family members that's going to resent us because it's like well you did all this great stuff but you weren't here in the moment and i just wanted a moment like that's not what we try to do so hit us up use the hashtag chat as i said this week i am i'm going to be extremely intentional about being on social media more this is like my goal like i'm starting this thing to say like if you do something for 14 days you can break the habit so i'm trying to break the habit of back being back like into social media because I've been the pits. The yeah, I need to pits. get. I was bad with it this week. I'm I'm finding myself feeling less the need to post on social media. So sadly, when I don't post, I don't be on there looking at other people post. Uh, yeah, maybe that's rough. a little self centered of me. Um, <laughs> trying to. You don't care about nobody else's life. I'm trying to be less selfish. I am a selfish person. I'll admit that. Um, I'm really trying to break that habit. So when people be like, "Man, you're you're so selfless," I'm like, "Man, really?" Gosh, <laughs> I thank you because that means something. I'm doing. I'm I'm improving, but I know, like, in me, I'm very selfish. I try to be self aware, so I know I'm selfish. Um, so. I try to work hard not to be selfless. So it has to be conscious because I know naturally I'm just selfish. So I have to, I have to force myself to be selfless. So. So now it's time for our toast to roast. So honestly, this week I really don't have like a toast or a roast. Um, I was going to make Nancy Lee my roast because I kind of just want to go in her, but we cover her early and I don't want to give her too much attention because I'm quite sure that most people that listen to our podcast are kind of like, I don't even know who she is. So, you know, let's, yeah, whatever. Um, so I don't really have nothing this week, yo. I, I guess, I don't know what you got. So this week I'm toasting to Flotus and POTUS States Dinner. They looked amazing. They were making these faces. She was fixing this. It's a little his bow tie. You know, I just feel like you know, even though I my there's an R next to my name, there's been no flyer people in the White House than President um, and and First Lady um, Obama. I mean, I just don't understand. I don't know. I feel like. 
no matter de- Democratic or Republican who gets in, like the re- the the White House is going to go down. Just not just we it's just like the swag on swag is going from a hundred to zero. No matter who gets in, Democrat or Republican, it's just I can't you can't top the Obamas. No matter how you feel about their uh, philosophies, you got to give it to them. Like they're a sharp couple. Like they they seem like they're really in love. And they're just cool. Like, it just seemed like somebody you could talk to. Like, that you could really have a conversation with. They seem down to earth. They're sharp. Um, and they just, they seem like, you know, real people. And I can't say that for a lot of other politicians. Um, so, you know, I just want to shout out to them for being on fleet. That's how you say it? That's well, how you, you know how to say it. Oh, wow. Did you say the young people? On fleek, the young people. Wow. Uh, that's how people say it, because um, I'm still young. So that's how people say when it. I say and young, yeah, I'm I, 18 I, I, and younger. We still young. Them still our people. <laughs> nah, but definitely uh, President and First Lady Obama are incredible. Not not only they, their class and their style, but I think just kind of being genuine people that actually care about. Everybody, I think that's the thing that sticks out to me most, and so I don't like I don't have a toast to a rose, so I'll just piggyback off yours. We'll make it, yeah. I'll just piggyback off yours. I, I, I of course admire them, um, and I think I the one thing that for me that I appreciate though is that when they approach problem solving, um, they don't have to understand the situation or have been in the situation, and their views grow, progress and change, uh, but they are trying to be the the most fair and trying to say that I don't know your story and I don't know what it's like to be in that situation, but I really do want to provide context for you in this country because that's what I believe that we're supposed to do. So I think for me, on top of the immense amount of style and class and, you know, just being a, a, a bomb couple, for me, it's just like, yo, y'all people, y'all, y'all really are doing what you're doing with an amount of integrity and purpose that I can just get with. I'm on it. Amen. Amen. Shout out to POTUS and FLOTUS. Wow. <laughs> you just gave us the one person hand clap, which on... I'm sure people are listening to the show like, was that a single hand clap? Oh, okay. All right. It's, yeah. So it's time for our good vibe. (laughs) (laughs) Today's good vibe is most leaders focus on finding the right strategy. The best leaders focus on empowering the right people. And that's by Craig Groeschel. And man, that is so true. Like, it's just not about you. Yeah, (laughs) it got to be about empowering other people and, you know, constantly pushing other people and investing what you know in someone else and pushing them forward. So, yeah, most definitely. Well, as always, we definitely thank you guys for listening to Brunch Culture. 
You can check out our website at www.brunchculturebc.com. Follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture, Instagram at Brunch underscore culture, and we will be engaging you guys more. You'll get more content. We promise, we promise, we promise. Schedules have been busy for both of us, but it's not an excuse. We're not making an excuse. We're just letting you know how it is. Um, but you can follow both of us um, on social media. You can get to us through the Brunch Culture page. Follow Brunch Culture engage with us interact with us let us know we kind of want to we've been talking about doing this whole like write in uh email so if you guys email us and we'll answer your questions and talk about that we've been throwing that around so you guys just let us know what you think about that feel free to email us um at brunchculture at gmail.com and we will catch you guys next week and remember here at brunch culture everything is up for discussion